Hello ladies and gents and welcome to episode 15 of the KDH podcast. Today I'm joined by Ian Allen. How are you doing mate? How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good man, good. So today's podcast we're going to be chatting about, about it's a bit of a bit of a one of these ones we are kind of reading between the lines. Identity, mental well-being and mindset in the fitness industry and it's something that everyone can relate to. It's something that it's like a lot of folk will be like I totally get that. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. So it's a bit of a uh, philo- philosophical chat if that's the word if I've got that right there if I've not I sound like a tit um, but so we'll get started mate um, before we do get started ladies and gents if you could screenshot and tag us both in the podcast on your stories on Instagram or Facebook and then obviously we get the message out there more um, and so we'll start off with the first question mate what is your story Ian where did you start and what are you doing now right so I'll reverse engineer it because I think that's a bit easier so currently, I'm a personal trainer, uh, and I own Everyday Strong Personal Training. Yes, it's it's unusual to hear, hear a personal trainer actually have a, a brand and not just call them Ian Allen Fitness, which is, I just thought, I wanted to be a bit out there. But, so, where did I start? So, I am now 24 years old. Um, I'm getting on now, turned 25, got a baby on the way soon, but... I started off in growing up in Dumbarton, so for those who are in Ayrshire, that is a wee place near Loch Lomond. And yeah, I grew up quite quite the chubby child, so I did. So you could it's a, the classic story of coming into a personal trainer. I was a chubby child, and then I got into I found sport. I was a I love sport. It's all I, it's all I was really done when I was younger. I was never the most brightest person. I, I can. I was never. I never excelled at school. I, I just loved to play sport, and I played football for many years, and then I went into rugby. Because do you know, it's funny when we're talking about what we're talking about today is mental well-being. I actually got bullied a lot for my weight uh, when I was younger, um, and I, I was this sensitive wee boy, and I was like, do you know, I, I'll go to rugby. It's a, it's a game for all shapes and sizes, and luckily, well, not luckily. It, it sort of found me and um, I ended up playing for Scotland for a number of years um, through under 15s all the way up to university and yeah I've had I've had a great time playing sports that's definitely shaped who I am today and just momentum started started to carry on with mindset as, as, as one of the main topics it just made, made me want to be better I think see because as soon as you find something that you're good at you just really you, you buy into the process and that's when I eventually, I left school in fifth year. And I went and done my fitness, health and exercise college course. And yeah, things went really well. I'm not going to blow smoke out my own trumpet, but ever since I went into education, it's something I was passionate about. Um, I've got A's all around. I, <laughs> it's just when you find a passion, you just get all in. Uh, and I ended up going to university um, on side of my rugby. And I managed to graduate with a first class honours degree in sports development. Sorry, guys, it's just stopped there a wee bit. Hopefully, it comes Sorry. back. Sorry, mate, it just stopped. Oh, there a wee bit. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Cool, man. Sorry, just cut out there again. Go for that again. Oh, sorry. So, well, now, where we are now, how I became a personal trainer. So I've actually wanted to be a personal trainer since I was 17 years old. I've always loved fitness. I've always been into the classic bodybuilding sort of stuff. Um, for those who don't know, like the Jay Cutters, Kai Greens, and 
just these big monsters. I just love winning that. And with rugby, I just wanted to get as big as possible. So that's I've always wanted to be a PT just because you see these gym shark guys and all that. But it's totally different from where I am now. So that's how I really got into fitness and rugby, getting stronger, getting bigger. And then through education, I eventually done my personal training qualification alongside my now full-time job in childhood obesity and uh, NHS, which is a, another look to go through. And we are now a year down the line. So it's it's not the most interesting of stories, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll, we'll go dive deeper into through these questions. No, so that's I mean, where I am now. Um, I've run out of underground fitness in Kilmarnock, and I've yeah. been there for a year. I so I've been talking to Ian back and forward for since kind of when he started, and I we I mentioned this in my stories the other day. I think more personal trainers um, need to be lifting each other up instead of putting each other down because I yeah. think it is an industry that's really really got that in it as well. And something what you were saying there um, during your little intro, mate, was that you found like rugby found you, and I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, and I can't remember who I was speaking to, and we said. Um, I wish I knew what I was doing like you were, Christian. And I went, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know that <laughs> my calling card. Like that, like I, I know that yeah. I, I know that I'm in the right place. And like I do know what I'm doing. I've got a rough fucking trajectory. I know that where I want to be, I know where the growth yeah. is going and stuff like that. But at the same time, a lot of people I think are always looking for this ultimate career and ultimate finishing line. And I suppose it's the same in fitness. People are like they want the dream physique, there's no such thing. And I think it's just been yeah. like, the main thing is finding something that you're passionate about and then just kind of going with that there. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, I bet you, you could ask the CEO, I bet you could ask Jeff Bezos that owns Amazon, like, do you feel fulfilled? And I bet you would probably turn around and say the most fulfilling days were building the company initially. Do you know what I mean? Like every sort of CEO, yeah. like, there's no there's no ultimate finishing line of where you want to be. Um, but I think being in the right place, and I, I really realized that recently that, fitness is my calling card and it's like my identity is mm. like so kind of touching base on the identity part there that from a young age like I, I never I was never amazing at sports and like that at all when I served in the forces I liked having that identity of being in the forces like I liked being a serving yeah. member of the military and then one of the reasons that I left that because I was ultimately unhappy and I was so worried that I was leaving that, an identity that I had and I remember starting off as a PT in the gym and I was like, holy shit. And you're comparing yourself to so many other people. And now I feel so good in it. And and now like one of my things as a coach is I want to fucking lift up other coaches. Um, I've been lucky enough yeah. to have four other PTs come to me for coaching throughout lockdown. And I think that's fucking amazing. Like I think like that is to have that there. It's like I must be doing something right to have four other coaches want to work under me. So I'm extremely proud of that fact. And um, I've had experiences with other coaches where they're, they're pretty, they can be pretty shit with stuff like that as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, um, so um, I, it's taught me to be like, teach everyone everything you can and, and lift other people up. And I think my sort of thing now is to try and help other PTs, do you know what I mean? As well as um, all my clients and stuff as well. So I just want to fucking share the knowledge and, and get people feeling good and stuff. That's the kind of way I've went with. I thought I'd add into that because I thought it was an important part of identity. Um, so Not moving definitely. on to the next part, mate, from your own experience, what's your uh, journey been like in regards to your mindset since becoming a coach? Because this is a big one. This is a big, big one. Yeah. I, th- I think it's best to start why I've got to where I am now because 
the mindset for me was always it's always been a tough one I've always been through being younger people if you ask my family or friends I was always the person that always felt sorry for myself like if things weren't going my way it was always someone else's fault it was always that the world was against you and you know it probably that's probably the reason why I didn't succeed in what I was doing in school um, and when I got to rugby my mindset was I was I was a bit of a big a big fish in a small pond. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I I see it's always about that fake it to make it, but I just thought I was it, so I was. And basically, through my Scotland rugby days, I was basically told you're going to make it, you're going to make it, you're going to make it. And I had it in my head that I, I didn't have to do anything at school. I was just going to be a professional a professional rugby player. I was set up for life. And then I had my first rejection. Um, for a Scotland squad and honestly that was about when I was 19 so five years ago six years ago sorry and that absolutely killed me mate that, that I was like in clown I was always like my mindset was rock solid because I'd never faced rejection so you could like it was never tested and from then it sort of took a big dive bomb and I, I then went for a couple of jobs and then I was getting rejected from that. And my confidence and my mindset was like, what's the point? And I think that's what a lot of people do with um, training and um, a fat loss journey. They always, they, 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 they try so much. They've just not got quite got the right mentor or the right guidance. And they always, they get to that point where they feel sorry for themselves. They go, what's the point? This isn't going to work. Maybe it's not for me. But it's, it, I think there's been a lot of failures and a lot of, experiences that have maybe led me to where I am today. I don't think everyone's born with that rock solid mindset. Now, the people who who are, are they, they do really well for themselves, but there's always cracks somewhere that there. I think it's wrong to f- assume that everyone uh, in the fitness industry or business owner or somebody that's successful has all just went plain sailing because it's it's totally not. Like I've my mindset the way through rejections, that's what's led me through to having really, really low mood and depression because when we flip it to identity, I was the Scotland rugby player. I was the the guy who was going to, I was the gym guy. And then see as soon as that's taken away from you, you I, I felt like nothing. Like I, I, I didn't see where my column was at all. From being a eleven year old, twelve year old boy, the column was rugby. And then just going up the ladder, there was just it's a bit like, see if you're at the top, the only way is down, do you know what I mean? And that, that's what I basically happened to me. And I just went down and down and down and down. And not a lot, not many people understand this. And even some of my family struggle with this. When I face rejection after rejection, because I bought into the process of being a professional rugby player so much. And I committed to my craft. So you're talking sleep, recovery, gym. And, and, and nutrition, I was literally all in. That's all I wanted to do. And see when that's taken away from you, it, it, it's literally, it, it ruins you sometimes. It absolutely ruins you. And that's where my sort of mindset sort of spiraled out the way. I, I really went into low mood depression for maybe not as serious in the first few years, but see when I then went into the working life and working full time and getting out of the student life where you actually have to take care of things and actually be, be an adult that's when things spiraled out of control for me and it's only last year was probably a really a really low point um 
that I didn't actually, I was not fulfilled by anything. It's like, that's what you're saying, Christian, like how you get a lot of fulfillment from what you do and helping other people. I did get that, but see when you can't help yourself, mm-hmm. that's that's when you know there's an issue because if you can't help yourself, you can't give your all to someone else. And when you're trying to preach mindset and try to like do do certain things and create certain habits, but you can't even do it yourself, yeah. There's, there's a really there's a really really big issue. And I had pretty much everything I ever wanted. Do you know what I mean? Um, I had my house. I was going on nice holidays. Um, I got married in a nice location. I've now got a nice car. But see, when you realise that these things don't actually mean anything, do you know what I mean? Like, see if you're not happy mentally and you've not got a good mindset towards things, then you could lose absolutely everything. It means absolutely nothing. And that's where I was at a point where I don't actually want to be here. And I know that sort of spiraled off what's my mindset like since becoming a coach, but I think it's important to realise... I know, I know what was like before yeah so last year um i took sick leave from work and this was this was actually this is actually what started me um the the route of being a personal trainer um i was i hope my manager doesn't listen to this but he'll know i've spoke to him um i hated my work i had no fulfillment whatsoever now i work with kids and i work I think a lot of people but, do them, mate. So I don't, I don't think I, it's a bad thing to say it. I, I think if you were, yeah. if it was reflected in your work, then yeah. But like, I've had points where I'm fucking unhappy. I would never let it reflect in what I was doing. Yeah, like, yeah. like I'm that type of person. I know some people aren't, but no, I don't think it's bad at all, mate. Keep going with what were you saying there, sorry. I, I think like when we say does it reflect in my work? Yes, it did. My face was absolutely tripping me all the time. I was snapping at people, and it's just like. I think a lot of people just settle into a, a life and just think, oh, that's fine. It pays the bills. But I'm, I don't want to say I'm spiritual or, or anything like that. Not, like, I'm not saying nonsense because it does have its place. But I just like, I'm not born to sit and pay the bills and just pay my taxes and then just die. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, and, and that's when I really got to a really, really low point. And... People are like, oh, are you stressing about the wedding? Are you stressing about this? And I'm like, no, I just hate waking up every day and going to this shit job. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's doing nothing for me. And that was February last year, and I took two weeks off. And in that two weeks, I signed up for a personal training qualification. I was like, no, I'm done with this. I've been wanting to do this for five years. Let's, let's fucking do it. So that took a few months because I was doing it alongside work as well. Um, you know, Joe Fitness and the Donald? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've done it through them, through a guy, um, uh, Drew and Lorraine, and they, they own that, uh, co-own that. And yeah, it was a good experience. Join. I started to get my, my, my energy levels and my moods were starting to pick up again because I was passionate about something. I loved helping people in that sort of area because that was what I would say is my calling. Do you know what I mean? Helping other people, helping adults become find this confidence and improve their mindset, improve their body, improve their health markers and so on. But then it spiralled out of control again um, because it was just, I felt I was just getting asked about and like I was never, there's a lot of empty promises. And it just, it, it took so long to get my qualification. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. And this is when I, I've been listening to a few podcasts. A lot of people, 
Dale Buck that you had on, he made a good post yesterday about a lot of people think it's about chemical imbalances in the brain with depression, but it's so much to do with environment and what you're doing. If you're not passionate about something, yeah, the chemical, there's going to be a slight chemical imbalance, but see if the, the environment's not right and what, you, what you're doing getting out of bed is not lifting your energy, that can spiral things out of a completely different, a really bad, dark place. It came to an end. I don't want to say I'm perfect. I'm done now. No, because a work in progress. But it's it's a, a work yeah. in progress. Yeah. And this is where mindset comes into things. See when you start looking for, see if you keep on looking for the negatives. It's a bit like when you say, oh, I don't look for a yellow car, and all of a sudden all you find is a yellow car. If you keep looking for the negatives, you'll find the negatives. If you start keep feeling sorry for yourself because you start comparing to, your, to other people, like if I compared myself to somebody like yourself three years down the lines of PT or the likes of David Hatt and Chris Bradley who you've had on already, then that'd be stupid because you're not comparing. You shouldn't be comparing against people who are on chapter six when you, you're just starting at, at chapter one. And, you know, that's really helped me is what, as a personal trainer. At the start, I found that sort of that issue with comparison. But as things went on, and this will be good for like a lot of new personal trainers. I'm not saying I've made that then for that, but like a lot of new personal trainers, they they want it now, they want everything now, but it takes time. And see, this is all to do with mindset. Like, see, when you start to have that understanding, it takes time. Just help people, serve people, just do good with the people that you have. Be consistent. Turn up every day. And that's, it doesn't have to be magical like Christian's edits. Do you know what I mean? We can't all be uh, YouTubers and vloggers and all that. But see if you just consistently show up every day, be a nice person and put in the work. And it sounds a bit cliche, but you just get that. You can hear my voice picking up as well. You can hear that. Like, you just get passionate about things. I know, I know. And see when you're, passion, when you're passionate about things, that's when your mindset starts to de- develop. And see when you connect with other people who are in the same sort of area as you and this when you're saying connecting with other PTs we shouldn't be putting other people down we should be lifting other people up do you know what I mean like if everybody can lend a hand to each other no matter how experienced you are just connecting with somebody it doesn't have to be oh look how good my business is it can just be like just crossing over some ideas or anything like that but I find the fitness industry it can be a bit of a bit of a weird place and see if your mindset is like the comparison, comparison, and you feel sorry for yourself. You're not going to do well, and I think that's the same. That's the same in fitness. If you are starting a transformation journey, like I've had a few, few guys that I've worked with and girls that have lost over 15 kilo. See if they, they if I ask them to picture that a year down the line, they tell you, to, tell you to go to where to go. Do you know what I mean? And but. You just need to keep going step by step, consistency, turn up every day, try to find wee improvements, find the good of the day. And that's that's a big thing for me in mindset, is just try to find the good in every day. Stop trying to see everything as a competition and just try and win the day. That's a that's a really big thing for me. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Like, I loved all those points there. Like, I think people always talk about mindset and you see it in, like, I always talk about mindset training nutrition and i'm talking about yeah. the three, three main areas that you have like autonomy yeah. over sleep and recovery yeah. too. um but like in regards to these are the, the, the three big contenders right there 
and yeah. that gets chucked about quite a lot and it's like but what is mindset and it's it's what you said there it's celebrating the little wins it's being consistent like fucking showing up non-stop and it does i'm not talking going to the gym every single day i'm talking no, no, about no. making improvements wherever you can and it, it goes so much further than just exercise it goes to i was talking to my guys at boot camp last night i was giving them a wee bit of a pep talk halfway through then at the end and i was talking to them and i was saying like i was talking to them about like what like i've done a lot of different tough challenges and stuff and for me it's built up some serious mental resilience to the point yeah. where I know how to manage stress really well in my head when my body's under mm. a lot of physical stress to the point where it's got nothing left in the tank. I know how to manage it. And I just, it's something that I've just learned. And I was giving them tips last night on ways to fit, think about things strategically. And a lot of folk before they even start, I mentioned run, Christian, I can't run. And I'm like, stop fucking saying that. I'm like, stop saying yeah. that I can't run. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I, and you're like, stop it. You're like, just the, the first thing you need to do is you need to stop doing it. Um, I done a challenge called Unbreakable last year. And I spoke about this and there was, uh, I think it was 16 or 18 folk and only four of us passed it, right? And I always mm-hmm. use this example. The four of us that passed it, there was a, f- there was a few other folk that um, honestly, like physically, they were literally there, but it was just like they were just done in towards the end. But there was like the majority of people on the ferry over to Aaron we're talking about it was a 24 hour event in Aaron. You had to last 24 hours, and it was like loads, it was just like sort of military style training. Like that SAS who deals wins, yeah. yeah. There was loads of people sat saying, Where will we stay if we don't pass? What happens? <laughs> this? What time's the first ferry? Yeah. What's this? Do you know what, mate? Those folk never passed it, right? I sat mm-hmm. there in silence going like that. I don't need to worry about any of this because I'm coming home in that first ferry tomorrow morning. That was, that was my mindset. And it was the same when I started off in the fitness industry. I remember I had this like fucking, I was talking about that identity. I, I, had, I felt like a fraud because I was like, I left the forces, which would class as a stable job. And I was like going in to be self-employed, which has actually proved to be fucking way more stable for me. Work <laughs> ethic. Um, yeah. And like, like since like my, my, throughout lockdown, my business has taken off another like tenfold, do you know what I mean? And, a lot of folk would look at it negatively and go, I can't train me out of gym. I looked at it as a point to thrive. And I suppose it's, exactly. mindset, isn't it? It's like, how do you, how, what do you do here? Like, what do you do to step things up? And, um, but that, that ferry that day was a good example. And it's no, it's no fault of anyone else's. And I, I knew that from previous things that I had done. Like I knew that, um, I remember like one of the examples was I done earlier on the year, I done during the summer, I done a thousand burpees in two hours and yeah. um i remember i got it got in my head during the live i done it live and there was like it was like 50 folk tuned in at any one given point it raised like 1500 pound for charity and it got in my head like i started to go i can't do this and it's the first mm-hmm. time i've had that overwhelming fear and i really really that was one of the the hardest times i've had to channel that point where it's like your mindset and i know i'm talking exercise here but when i started off as a trainer i remember that was kind of straight away there i had this feeling of if I don't do this, I'm going to be the fucking laughing stock of everyone in the military that I left. And I went, right, yep. what I need to do is I need to stop thinking like that. And I need to start thinking like, right. And I remember looking at other successful people in the gym and I looked at like, sort of like the guys at the time that was in the lifestyle fitness. And I started Paul Hopes, now got his own gym. I was looking at Martin Watts, all these other PTs in my gym that were really busy. And what are they doing? And I would ask them, they'd be like, well, I was in here and I spoke to everyone and I'd done this. And I'd go, right, I'll go and do that. And I remember I just like, fucking lived in the gym. Then folks started telling me statistics. Like, if you speak to 10 people, you'll get a consultation for every 10 people. Yeah. Like, 
And it was, then I started going, right, and every so many, and I started going, right, I'm just going to be in this gym all the time. And now it's like people start off in the fitness industry and it's like, so I'll start up an Instagram account and I'll just post on there. And I'm like, no, no, are you going to build up? Where are you building a one-to-one business in the gym? Cool, be in there. Don't fucking be on Instagram. Like you can do that as well if you've got a spare moment. But and I, I, like, it's just one of those things, like just keep showing up, keep showing up and it grows, man. And it just, and I know we, we are talking for anyone listening and I know that we are, we are talking fitness, we're talking about building businesses, but it's so applicable to everyday life. It's applicable to learning yeah. to run a 5K for the first time from literally starting off in the gym, from uh, not maybe, maybe you want to, like the amount of people that are in jobs that they're unhappy, but there's opportunities to raise in the jobs as well. But there's so many jobs now where you can go and do open university degrees, you can go and do um, management courses, you can go and do like your, your yeah. Prince pro, uh, project management qualifications because there's like some sort of linear progression there. And folk are like, oh, they're moaning about it. I'm like, well, fucking go and do something about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't just sit there and be like, Oh, there's nothing to do. And see if there's no opportunities in your and you burnt all your bridges and there's nowhere to go in your job, get a new job. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not a job to be in, but there's no opportunity to grow. Um and I think like uh, the thing that I always say it's like my motto is get comfortable being uncomfortable because yeah. in a comfort zone, nothing happens. And I think a lot of people are in jobs where it's it becomes a comfort zone. And me and you you as you said earlier as well. I was like, I was extremely unhappy in my old job, and I remember actually getting it was horrible. Like I just felt trapped. I'd went for like in the military as well. There's all these like rules with you have to sign a six month notice to get out. Yeah. So realistically, you can't apply for a job because you can't wait six months for a job. Mm-hmm. So you have to take that. It's like they've got you by the balls, man. They really, really do. Like, <laughs> they're like you need to put in a six month note. But then you just go like, ah, well, do you know what? It's better than being unhappy. And uh, so honestly, like the, the journey, so kind of tying back into that question I asked you there, my journey from becoming a, a coach to now and in, in just over three years of doing it is, is insane. Like in regards to mindset, like I just see things now totally different for how I've seen it. Like, like if someone was speaking to me about things and I, I look at things as opportunities, I look at them as like, even with business opportunities, someone talked to me about something, maybe they're in a job that's like a they're in a salary job. I'm like, why don't you go and do that in your own business? And they're looking at you like you're cuckoo and you're like, but there's, there's money to be made there. There's, you're passionate yeah. about it. Why don't you go and do it? And they're like, but I think it's just because we're brought up to societies like, go and get... It's west of Scotland. It's yeah. west of Scotland for you. I think we're just, we're, we'll settle for mediocrity because we're told that always seek comfort, always just seek, seek security. And the, the, the thing is that nothing's really secure. And the lockdown showed that the amount of secure jobs that people thought they had until they retired, they're not there anymore. Do you know what I mean? There's so many people that have unfortunately lost their job. I was, I was speaking to another guy yesterday and he said that, um, oh, I've lost my job during lockdown. I said, oh, uh, how's that going? He says, well, it's a good thing actually. Now, I, I hated the job and now I can actually just go and do it, do the job I wanted to now. And see when people realise that when you lose your job or you quit your job, it's not the end of the world. It's like you're not on your deathbed. There is this is the, the perfect opportunity for you to seek new new things to do, new, new growth, think something you're passionate in. Because at the end of the day you can make all the money in the world, but see if you're not happy, then I I, I know that sounds a bit uh, dark, but what's the point? Do you know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. If you're on this earth for 80 years and you're doing something for 50, 60 years that you don't enjoy, what, what, what is the point? Like, 
life's a, and this is where I go into the spiritual thing, and this is a mindset change for me as well. Like, life is an incredible thing. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I'm. I think since the news of my my firstborn coming, it's changed a lot of things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm bringing a child into this world. How am I going to? How am I going to help shape this place to make them want to grow and prosper and just enjoy life? Do you know what I mean? Because there's so many people that hate things. Like my mum and stepdad told me to go to university to seek security. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if my child wants to do something they enjoy, go and do it. You can give the advice, go, mm, are you sure about that? But at the end of the day, you should always always follow your passion. And I think that's where mindset comes. Your mindset just supercharges. As soon as you're doing something you're passionate about, that's when you, you, find, you find that sort of bulletproof concrete mindset. And people feed off that as well. Like I, like I think that's why like connecting to all our good coaches and stuff and and like you get, I was talking about other coaches coming to me because people feed off that energy. People can see yeah. that, and like, and now I, I don't. I ask, see if, see if I see something I want to do, or like I see someone doing something, I'll go and do. What did you do to do that? Oh, I used this coach. I done this, and I go, cool. I'm going to go do that because they're in a position, and I think more people need to be like that. It's very much like people are like, oh, they like the idea of doing something, and you tell them what needs to yeah. be done, and they're like, no chance. I'm not doing that. And I mentioned this in a story. I've mentioned it in podcasts. Like people go ahead to me. I want to get a bit leaner. I'm like, cool. What's your activity like? And they're like, oh, I don't go to the gym. I'm like, no, what? Talk about your steps. And they're like, I'm like, we go out and be active, and you won't have to worry about as much about your body composition. I'm not going out for a walk myself. And you're like, well, yeah, you put down the barrier straight away. I mean? like, like, if you're saying thing. it's going to be hard, or you can't do it, you're not going to do it, are you? I know, and it's like, that's it. And I think a big part, and it's like. I remember even when I started off as a PT, I was like, I can't tell people to go out walking and that. And now I'm like, but that's what needs to be done. Like that's that's <laughs> what, and I think that's an identity thing as well. When you start off as a personal trainer, you're a bit wary about saying certain things, but I would rather someone that was paying me to, I tell them exactly what he's done. Like I've had folk where they come and tell me goals and stuff like that. And I'm like, fantastic. And it's maybe a bit from my experience for what they want. And I'll tell them honest, I go, that's really good. But this kind of contradicts that there. And for what you're doing right now, I would suggest I would focus on this. And they go, yeah. I really appreciate that honest feedback there. Whereas I think, well, obviously it kind of stems from lack of experience. I wouldn't have done that when I started off. But now you can just confidently tell someone that's probably a better idea to do this and they appreciate it. Whereas if you just go and you mold around what that person says, it's not actually really doing your job effectively, is it? Yeah. Um, this kind of ties into the next part we were talking about there. Why do you think so many people struggle with self low, low self-esteem issues? It's, it's a really, really tough question because it is so, so, so individual. I think for me, it was just uh, people in this generation, I think we want to be told that we're good. We want to be told that everything's going to be all right. But I, I think that's not happening the way people want it. People think life's just going to fit in puzzle, uh, like a puzzle and it's just going to be all nice and it's going to, nothing's going to Nothing's going to do anything bad to you. But I think if we, if we talk about most of the clients that I work with who have low self-esteem issues, it's much more than just they're overweight. It's much more that they're unfit. See when you, and this is where it helps from my full-time job in NHS and you learn about health behaviour change, there's a much deeper route to why that person is overweight and why that person is unfit and not doing exercise. And there could be 
they've went through a messy divorce. They, they, they don't see their kids, their job, their managers getting on at them all the time. They're just constantly getting bombarded with negativity in their life. And see when you get knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, you start to not take care of yourself. And that's what you just, you throw everything, health, who cares? Do you know what I mean? You just start to sabotage yourself. And see, try to build some somebody up with such low self-esteem. It can take a long, long time. But you just need to show that you've got confidence in them. You believe in them. You can help them. You can be that shoulder if you need them. But with self-esteem, it's not all looks. I think people need to realise that, mm-hmm. see, even if you... See, see if I was to get... I always used to think, if I get shredded, then my self-esteem in terms of my body image confidence will be through the roof. But let's be honest, I'm used to being a bigger guy and stronger. My self-esteem probably won't be that good because I'm a bit, oh, well, now I look skinny. Now I look stronger. And that's when it comes to the mindset. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people think by improving their self-esteem, it means improving their body image. But it's it's so linked to mindset and just seeing, having a different outlook and things. And I think most of self-esteem issues, they'll tell you it's because I don't look good. It's because I'm unfit. But that's just I a byproduct, doesn't it? That's a yeah, byproduct. Yeah, yeah. That's just what's happened. It's just that's just what's linked. What's linked to causing these issues, and that I think a lot of people think with personal training, it's just calorie deficit. Go and do your steps. Go and exercise. Move more. Eat less. Come on, let's be honest. That it's much more than that. Do you know what I mean that's not going to solve their self-esteem issues? You're going to have to talk about changing the way they see themselves. Um, like I always get my clients to work on three things that they like about themselves because, and then they're like, "Shit, I don't know what I don't actually like anything about myself." Or, but then you gradually build them up, and they start to think, "Oh, well, I actually quite like my skin. I actually quite like my eyes. I quite like what my body does." Do you know what I mean? And you just sort of develop that sort of confidence within themselves because it's all good you saying these things, but they people need to believe it. And that's where self-esteem starts to rise in people. I think like what you were saying there about the calorie deficit thing is like James Smith, I think his stuff's epic. Like the guy, the guy's yeah. actually like done so much in the industry. And I think a lot, you know, so there's two things. I think I'm very in the middle. I think he's I've I've literally read his book, followed him for ages. I seen him in Glasgow. Um, a lot of the stuff that um, I've educated myself is definitely through him as well. But I think yeah. too many people watch a couple of these videos and they just think by shouting calorie deficit at their clients, <laughs> it's going to sort things out. And I think it maybe shows the person's like their, their skill level. And, and as you just said, yeah. you've just highlighted that someone being, do you know what I mean? Like I've had the conversation with people that, mate, I've, I've got to a point now as well where at the beginning when you were like not as financially secure as a PT and stuff, you want to keep as many yeah. clients as you can on board. If I see someone that genuinely is miserable in the gym, I won't tell them that it's a waste of time. I'll tell them that they should be focusing on other areas of their life. And I've had yeah. folks where they've maybe excelled at. So for example, um, a client that I trained a while ago excelled. She was very, very strong. And I pushed on the direction of Olympic lift, lifting and she loved it. And I was like, I don't do that, but I would rather send someone to, and I'm just talking from an exercise standpoint, because at the end of the day, exercise merely complements the process. It doesn't drive it. And this is um, a thing that a lot of people do. And they think just going to that. I think one of the, the biggest flaws in the industry is that people, because I know I'm talking fat loss here, but people just go fat loss, 
exercise and you're like what you're like doesn't he work like that like like if that's all you're going to look at and i know fine well this i put a video up about this today like if you're returning to like if you're going back to the gym you haven't been in five months and you think that going to the gym to two fucking classes or two unplanned weight sessions are going to solve your five months of bad habits you're wrong like you're so wrong and I think it's a shame that folk just let, like, they don't realize that they think, oh, it's the gym that I need. And I know that some folk, like we were talking about earlier, that you're, you're rugby. It's a small cog, as in, like, in regards to total expenditure in regards to this. Yeah. It pushes a lot of big cogs. It pushes your mindset. It pushes your physical ability, mental ability, how you feel. Yeah, from a medical standpoint, it's so good for you. Your respiratory yeah. system, like your muscular endurance, like your blood, your circulation, there's so many benefits. But if you take it out for a lot of folk, it makes a lot of the other cog, cogs slow down as well. A lot of folk yeah, are, what's yeah. the point if I'm not training right now? But a lot of people don't realize that over this five-month period is they've been building some really bad habits if, they, if they've mm. stopped. So inactivity, maybe drinking a lot of the weekends because pubs have been open and stuff and going out for meals and that because the, the, what's it called, the free, yeah, yeah, yeah. out to dine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 50% off or whatever it is. And it's like, and you're like, to a person, right, let's come and do this. And they're like, nah, I prefer doing that. I like going out for breakfast on a Monday morning and being followed. Do you know what I mean? I like to have an ally in. And, and then, like, <laughs> and you're like, well, you've just formed really, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I've enjoyed all these things as well. But at the same time, habits are fucking everything when it comes to making progress. And it's, I think a lot of people, like, gyms in January are always a great example of this. People are there eight times in the week. And uh, you wouldn't brush your teeth 10 times in the day and expect them to be fucking gleaming. You know that it's exactly. a matter of looking after them and being consistent daily, doing it twice a day. It's not about doing it 10 times in one go. And this is the mistake that a lot of people make. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think my biggest gripes with the fitness industry is like people go fat loss, exercise, then everything's about weight. Oh, I just need to lose a stone and I'll be happy. It's like everyone's everyone's it's good that people want to lose weight it's good that people want to exercise but they're focusing on the wrong things how many calories did i burn in that session and you're like oh my god and this is a mindset thing and i think the biggest shift that i tell anyone to do when it comes to mindset is focus on performance and not aesthetics focus on because ties in with obviously self-esteem you're not going to there's no such thing as perfection when it comes to body composition like I've got clients where they're always like, I'm going to do another cut right now and do this and that. And I'm like, don't overdefine this. You need to understand that this is an, it's just a work in progress and you need to fucking fall in love with the process. It's not about coming in and don't overdefine it on, I need to be lifting this much weight. And if I'm not doing that and they're beating themselves up and you're like, all these things are just tools. How much weight you lift, how many sessions you do in a week, what your program is that you follow, what your goals are, they're fucking tools. Like the thing is the process and you need to form that together and really, really fall in love with it. And a lot of folk, they just get so just bound up in certain things. And you're like, don't do that. Please stop doing that. You're just going to like yeah. put yourself down. And I've seen it where, and I've done it in the past where like I trained for pure aesthetics for going on holiday years and years ago. Then I came back for a holiday, pure hanging, spent a week in Spain or something drinking. And I came back because I had no actual performance driven or physical goals. Like it's easy to drop off and stuff. And I think like the, the self-esteem thing as well, it, it, a big part of it is a lot of folk aren't happy and it could be, as yeah. you said, a relationship, a miserable job. Um, they, they, might have, they might have made decisions in their life that they're not happy with, career decisions that they could have been somewhere. They have regrets that they didn't do certain things. The amount of people that I met that, that say things that like, I wish I'd done that when I was younger or I wish I'd done that. And I, 
I don't think I ever want to be in that position when I'm older and I sit and say, no. I wish I'd done this. And I think that's a... That's my worst, that's my worst nightmare, Christian, is like getting to your... I, I've spoke to many people who are maybe late 40s or 50 and like, oh, I should have done that. Like, see if that's one thing, like, that's that's going to impact their self-esteem for the rest of their days. They're just yeah. wishing wishing away their life. And go, going back to other self-esteem issues, they don't have enough wins in their day. And I think that's a big thing. They're, they're just, it's just negative. Their whole sort of day is just one big negative pile of shit pretty much. And that's why their self-esteem, I, I think it contributes to their self-esteem being so low. They're just, even just like a win, like now they talk about making your bed, like the, is it Navy, is it the Navy yeah, SEAL guy yeah. that says that? It says like having that win, this builds up your self-esteem because you feel like you're just getting the wins, like you're making your bed, you've made a good breakfast, you went for your walk in the morning, you prepped your lunches, these all build up to having, improving your self-esteem and improving your self-worth and I think that's massive, it's just getting these small wee wins. In fitness, I think we get confused with having these big, big, massive wins, and that's all we celebrate. And like when we see a transformation picture, you don't see, that hasn't been created just like that. It's not been created just by this person going to the gym and and losing weight and they've just been eating better. There's been so many other wee things that we've had to work on to build and improve their self-esteem because if their self-esteem, uh, their mindset isn't improved the likelihood of getting from that point A to point B is very slim. I've worked with many people who their self-esteem's that low, their mindset's poor, and that, but they, they know what they want. They know where they want to be. But if you can't work on improving the way you see yourself, improving your, your mindset and your environment, then the likelihood of them getting from point A to point B of the, this massive fat loss journey, this muscle building, changing their physique, is really, really slim. And I think that's where people mistake self-esteem from, even if they did achieve point A to point B. Self-esteem isn't, it's a lot more than just how you look. And I, I don't want to go into the whole body image confidence and body positive stuff, but there's, so, there's a reason why these uh, folk who promote body positivity and that we shun upon who say, oh, well, they're unhealthy, they're overweight. Yes, they might be, right? Their self-esteem is a lot higher than people who are leaner. Why? Because of what they've worked on other things in their life. They're winning other things in life. And yeah, um, we can say, well, that that's not positive. But what can we do? Do you know what I mean? It, after we were talking about this. Me and Ian have been going for a seed up. Um, you've probably seen it on Instagram. And jumping into the scene, we were just chatting about things like that. And I was saying, like, it's not that I love um, getting a physical transformation with someone, but I love what like I've heard my clients achieve mentally as in like I love I put things in my stories and it's like my clients getting PBs on half marathons and stuff but yeah. if I put a picture up with someone that's lost 15 pounds of body fat it will get more likes and you're like is it not quite impressive that someone's just ran that distance at that speed yeah but folk don't it's like because I know what that's done for that person as well mentally I know that they have that, that like how buzzing someone is when they run the furthest ever distance before and I'm not just talking running here I'm talking about things as well where or like I've had clients where they've texted me and we've been speaking about like obviously self-esteem, happiness and stuff like that. And one of my old clients, she still texts me and tells me about a process where like, I don't train her anymore, but updates me that she's now got a new job and because of some of the stuff we spoke about in that. And I'm like, yeah. it's not because it was, I didn't do it. She done it. But I mean, and like, 
just a wee bit of direction for me to go do it because it was from my experience and stuff. And I think like that for me is I love that as a coach. Like I love like hearing that someone's like like last week I was talking to one of my clients and they were saying like although that um throughout lockdown maybe physically they've not made massive improvements and stuff like that. they were like crushing my full outlook look on and fitness is totally different now um thanks to your coaching and stuff and i'm like fuck them that is do you know what i mean that whereas the physical transform, transformation might not be massively different but you've changed someone's perspective and how they feel and i think that for me is like my shift now my focus is to help people feel like a fucking kill, not a murderer like a fucking killer <laughs> when it comes to um a savage a savage a savage man so i want people to feel like you know what i mean like that's that's what i feel like with fitness i feel like i could fucking like the world's moister and i take on what I'll, like i'm like what next and I, I love it and it's that hunger and i want people to get that hunger with their mindset i want people to get that shift from i can't do this to what's next christian do you know what i mean what what can i fucking take on next that's going to make build me up and i'm going to grow and i'm going to step out my comfort zone and i'm like and that that for me is my what i want people to do as a coach and Although it is funny when I, t- I talk to people and I get them doing it, I've got a WhatsApp group to send me loads of messages through. Um, and although people will look at me bewildered, when it, it might start off something as small as we say, I want you to go for a 10-minute walk after your lunch today, and that may be a massive thing for them. But if they are consistent in what we spoke about there, if they watch it grow, it will flourish and it just keeps going. And I think it's such an amazing thing. And again, it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound like... Do you no, know it's mean? not... It doesn't sound like amazing, but whereas you're like, keep doing this and you will be in folk are like, what about this and what about that? And I'm like, action speaks better than words. Just do it and you'll fucking learn. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll pick up so much when you do it. Um, so um, next one, mate. What are the three most common mistakes that someone can make when it comes to mindset? Uh, so I was having a think about this one because I think I've been guilty of this as well. I think people believe in mindset is like they're doing like, uh, meditation mindfulness stuff like that which i do think they, it, can, it can help but i think if people they think they can make the switch just like that mindset is developed over i do even want to say it's that whole 21 days or 66 days to build a habit and mindset because it's not because i've been working on this my whole life it's just started to click more recently and a lot, a lot of people believe is they, they'll start the meditation, they'll start listening to these motivational people, but they don't, they don't take action. They don't take action. See some of these, these things like mindfulness and meditation and these, some of these, these podcasts, they, they give you that sort of idea of, right, this has improved my mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm taking action here. But... They need to. They need to make a habit. They need to be doing this consistently. People do. It's just about like starting the gym or starting a diet or anything like that. They do it for two weeks. They realise, oh, this isn't as sexy. This isn't. I can't really see the results here. And they just give up. They give up too quick. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. Mindset. It, it takes so long, Christian. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just. It's no. I'm still continuously trying to develop it. There's not a book. It's these books that I think can sometimes get like you and I have both read Ben Berrigan, yeah, um, Chasing Greatness. Now that book was bro- <laughs> that book. I oh, chasing excellence. Sorry, you can't all chase greatness. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, people think these books are going to change their life. 
these self-help books, they, you can't rely on a book. There must be action going outside of things. You need to develop different beliefs, uh, relationships. There's so much, it's so multifaceted, it's unreal. No, but that, that's probably the one main thing. No, I totally agree with you. I don't even think there's even, you don't even need to go into free there. I've just put free if there was any more points to talk right. about. And I think that, like I said it before, action speaks better than words. And I think so many yeah. folk, they get caught up and going, what about this, what about that? And you're like, just do it. And you start to see how it grows and stuff. But you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I love when people have the intentions of they get a book or they listen to a podcast. Maybe you're listening to this today. But like, it's not going to be worth anything unless you actually take the advice on board from it. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to, it's like, I constantly, con- see, that. you know, I was talking about this one day. See if you just went in my Instagram, right? And you just scrolled through it. Anyway, I'm going to spend a day taking notes. So you read one post a day, going but two posts a day or something. You would know exactly what you need to do in regards to mindset, right. training, nutrition. You could, I put so much content up covering, and I, I kind of keep it as a bit of a theme each week. I put a bit about training, a bit about yeah. And it's never just like, and that's one of my clients was speaking to about this recently. It's never just about one thing. It's a lot of it's not even really about training. A lot of it is about perspective, mindset, how you look at things, how you go about it. And technically speaking, you could just look at that. And it's genuinely what everything I know. It's not like I've got a backlog of, oh, this is the stuff that I don't tell my clients. This is the stuff that I pipe this information out. Like it's literally what I tell my clients, but it's only the amount of folk that I've done it and I, I'm constantly talking about like these things and then they'll go, Christian, what do you think about like the juice diet? And I'm like, do you even read my stuff? Like, yeah, you've done that. You would actually, you would gain so much more, but a lot of folk, they're like, they think it's maybe, is that, is this what you need to do? Is it something else? Or, oh no, I need this special meal plan and that. And you're like, no, 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 these are just tools. Do you know what I mean? Don't get hung up on it. But I think you're absolutely right, mate. Like I wish, I wish folk did like they reflected more. I think reflection is so important. I think uh, celebrating your wins um, looking at making small improvements where possible, setting goals. But again, it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound like, oh, my friend done this diet for four weeks and they lost this much weight. And it, it's focusing on the wrong things. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, and you're like, well, someone like, if someone went to me, like, oh, look what Christian's doing. Christian's doing really well right now. I'm like, I, but I'm constantly looking to make improvements. I'm constantly, like, no one sees what goes on behind closed doors in regards to the work in the time that you commit to these things. Do you know what I mean? People just like the end product. They like looking at, oh, I want, want a bit of that, man. What did they do? And you're like, there's no single thing that that person done. They made tiny improvements in so many different aspects of their lifestyle, whether that be looking to get fitter in the, strip, the gym, stepping up and taking a new sport, reading a book and taking action on it, setting out non-negotiables each week, being disciplined. Do you know what I mean? Like the saying goes, a lot of folk rely on motivation. Motivation gets you started. Discipline keeps you going. And I think that's a big part of it. And like a lot of folk, like, I always get it. And I'm always like correcting folk when they say to me, I'm just so unmotivated right now. And I'm like, you're just so undisciplined right now. I'm like, yeah. like I'm not like, if, if you see if a business relied on motivation, it'd be a terrible business. I mean, like, it's just, a, it's like, see the last two days, like uh, I've been like, I've been working really late at night, but it's cause it, you could, would I want to do it every night? No, I don't. But do I have to do it? Yes, because that's the only way I'm going to grow. It's just when you say about the non-negotiables, I always get, I always give my list, a client a list of 10 negotiables and they're very different areas with training, exercise, mindset, sleep, stress, just even the likes of check-ins. And 
it's un these are these are how you develop a habits and mindset. It's just sticking to these non-negotiables. Like for example, if you've got a step count, right? I must do eight K steps. I must be in my bed for half ten. I must be out of my bed for half seven the next month. Um, I must try. I need to track my calories and my protein today. There's just a number of different things, and yeah, it's about like you you mentioned a lot like about obviously um, what doesn't get me- uh, tracked. What gets tracked gets measured, yeah. and I think it doesn't have to be as much as calorie counting or set counts, but just having the list of non-negotiables that you must do every day, you will start to feel a sense of fulfillment in it. It will then become automatic, and see when you do that, things just sort of fall into place. Yeah, no, I know, and I think that's the a lot of folk like having these things in place. Like, I always it always bugs me when people say things like oh god god you're so motivated or whatever and the thing is like i genuinely like see recently I'm, i've got a proper sense of fulfillment recently where mm-hmm. my boot camp's at 50 members right now i've got a team of pt clients where um they're all like it's, it's a brilliant team that i've got there and like i was like once the past two sundays i've actually went, i've got a fucking buzz to go to work this week yeah, like, yeah. i've always had that but it's not always been like that since i've been a pt as in like there's like four week periods where you lose fucking 10 clients and it's not for any fault of your own. It might be that they, someone had to get their car repaired. Like personal training is a fucking luxury. It's not a priority. It's a luxury. Right. And I think that, 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 that as a PT, like if you genuinely relied on feeling motivated, I know this firsthand, you wouldn't get anything done because there'd be weeks where even throughout lockdown, I was working my ass off, man. Like, and I remember, like, it was, I put a post up about it and I lost, like, 10 online members at the end of the month. And it was, like, more news about um, outdoor training being only, like, two people. It was just all these things. And I just, I remember it was the first day where I went, the first day in ages where I went, God, what's the fucking point? Like, what's, what's the, if I'm putting in the most hours I've put in in a long time and, the, like, it, the return, and I was like, Do you know what? Just eliminate that thinking in your head and just get back to it because it's not going to get anything done. And I think this is what a lot of people succumb to is the minute they take that dip. And I think now with loads of folk love going out boozing at the weekend, do you know what I mean? Like I, I like a drink. Yeah. I don't drink as much as I used to, but like that's a, that's a part of social norm now. Right. But you need to realize that the impact that has on your mindset as in like, you'll feel pretty unmotivated if you're out drinking every single weekend. And I don't think enough people are aware about that. I don't think enough people think about the repercussions of getting absolutely mad with it and being on it every single weekend. It's not good yeah. for you, like mentally. And I think that's a big part of like you're at, a lot of folk are wanting these results. They're relying on motivation, which is obviously an emotion that comes and goes, and they're doing things that are going to negatively impact on the motivation. Then wondering why they've just get like the puzzle. They've got a puzzle in front of them. And I've just got the pieces are scattered all over the place. There's pieces missing. And you're like, right, do this, 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 and it'll help. And they're like, no, I'm no, I'm not doing this. I'm no stopping going out every single weekend. I'm not doing that. I want to do this. And you're like, well, and you're like, you need to stop relax. You need to have non-negotiables in place. You need to have rules. You need to have like a plan. And they're like, no, I'm not doing that. And like, well, you're going to fucking live every day as it comes. You're going to keep running to the same issues and you're going to keep expecting different results with the same input. And it's like, I think that there's so many, I think that a lot of love this podcast because it's just so many different things as in like, there's, yeah. there's not just one thing. And I, I think that's the, 
the thing now is a lot of people come to you like, what's the best exercise for this what is it and it's like you're like man there's no or what rep doesn't matter <laughs> what rep range should I be working at folk are wanting like yeah. exact answers that are rhetorical questions do you know what I mean like people are asking rhetorical questions and wanting like definite uh, defined answers and you're like you can't answer these questions like um, but I think a lot of people don't realise that it's it's not just what goes on in the gym it's everything else in your lifestyle your mindset, do you know what I mean? Like your routines, your habits, um, your outlook, your perspective on things. Um, how much? Where does it lie in your list of priorities? Um, where does your self-esteem? Where's your self-esteem right now? Is it due to the fact that you're in a miserable relationship? Is it due to the fact that you've made poor career choices? Due to the fact that you've had a bad injury that's led you? There's there's so many different pieces to the puzzle, but it just makes me laugh when folk are like, ah, exercise, and I'm like. Do you know what I mean? Like telling someone with depression to do 10 star jumps isn't going to sort it out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think this is the the thing that a lot of folk go into. And I think it, it's such a it's such a broad topic, but it's hopefully it's opened up a few people's eyes as well. But um, to finish off, mate, if you could help someone trans transform their mindset listening to this podcast today, what would you say to them? And I, I don't hate these ones sometimes. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're just it's quite everybody's so individual, but I think the biggest thing for me, and it sounds really cliche, is just start doing something that's going to positively impact your life. If that means, if you are quite sedentary, go for a walk for 10 minutes. Do you know I mean? If you are constantly up all night watching TV, just set a bedtime. Do you know what I mean? Make the bed in the morning. It don't, you don't have to go cold turkey with these things and just ditch all your bad habits all the way. Just try and have one small win. What What is one thing you want to focus on for today or the week or the month? And just build on these. Don't just take one, work on it for a day or a week and then just push it off. You need to constantly build on these things week by week, month by month and so on. It's it's a really tough one. The guy, Guys, if you really are passionate and you're not happy about something, it's not going to change overnight. It's definitely, it's just about that body transformation. It's the same way mindset and depression and mindset. You just need to make that small step. If there's someone who is really struggling, struggling with depression or anxiety, my biggest one for you is reach out to someone for help. And that's not a lot of personal trainers like to kid on the psychologists. Yes, we can help, but I'm speaking from my point of view. Go to a GP, go to your occupational therapist, get help from someone. Yeah, they are say, not going to fix it. You, you just need you need to. That's the first step for them. If you're just someone with poor habits, again, just small things. Set small small targets. Going to the gym twice a week doesn't have to be five times a week. Going for a walk every couple of days. It's just small things. Develop these wee habits, and they'll build up. And as soon as you start getting wins, you you want to search for more wins, and that's a big thing for me. Yes, I was listening to um, Tyson Fury. I've read Tyson Fury's book, and he was on Paul Mott's podcast as well. Yeah, yeah I listened to it. It was brilliant. Yeah, saying like talking about mental health from this there. Like, if you are listening to this and you're struggling with it, like speak about it. But speaking about it won't do it. You need to get help, as in you need to go uh, someone a professional in that line of work. Because do you know what I mean? And I think the the big thing you need to realise as well is there's. I know that it's such a it's a spectrum in the regards to how that you're not, they can't just give you medication. They can't just go do this and you'll be better. But you need to understand that millions of people have been in the same position that you are. And they, they, it will help whatever that there's, there's a process in place for how you're feeling. And it, there is a way to get around it. 
And I think that's a big one there. And then for me, so if anyone's listening today, um, if you want to transform your mindset, listen to this podcast today, three things. Go and look at yourself in the mirror and fucking be honest with yourself. Do you know what I mean? Don't hold back. Rip yourself to bits a wee bit and just think like, what am I doing here? Because a lot of folk are always pointing the finger of blame at everything else. We're only entitled to live. That is it, right? And loads of folk have a sense of entitlement. We're only here, like everyone's entitled to live. That's it. Nothing else, right? You live, you die. However, a lot of folk think they're entitled to a lot of other things. So the first thing you need to do, you need to be honest with yourself. So a lot of folk are holding themselves back for that reason there. They think they're entitled to something and you're not. So that's the first point. Second point, start taking action. Do you know what I mean? Stop talking about it. Stop just saying you're going to do things. Stop, stop moaning about everything. Stop thinking the world's against you. Take action and start doing it. And then the last point, be relentlessly consistent. That's it. And that is the three points there that I would say. So be honest with yourself. Rip yourself to bits. Take action. Much better than, much better than just saying it. Actually take action. And then be relentlessly consistent whatever you're doing. And you'll just get it along the way. So um, anyway, that is the end of the podcast, mate. Do you have anything else to add in for your business or anything else you'd like to add in in regards to the podcast? Uh, not, not really. It's just been, it's been a pleasure being on this. It's actually, it's, podcasts aren't really something I've been doing. There's obviously the guys that you've had, you've had on so far have been doing podcasts left, right and centre. So it's good to get on a podcast and talk about a, bit, a little bit different things other than training. Uh, because I think if the mindset isn't there, like, Training's going to be a battle. Do you know what I mean? I think training's a. I, I used to think it was an escape for me, but I soon found out that if I, my mindset wasn't there and I was feeling really low mood, training was shit. I didn't want to train. See, when yeah. you get somebody who lives for training and then all of a sudden they don't, that's when you know there's an issue. Um, and yeah, do you know what I mean? Mindset is very, very important. I think stress is, is a big, big thing. You need to. You need to you need to reduce the stress levels that people are, they're just constantly living in a constant stress state. Do you know what I mean? They get out of their bed late, they're rushing to work, they're sitting in traffic, they're getting angry at other people, they're drinking coffee, they're getting full of caffeine, they're just eating bad foods, they're just, they're not exercising, they're just in constant state of stress and, you know, guys, if, that, if that's one thing you, you, you pick up for this, it's just try and, do, do small things every day. That's that's all I can really say. In terms of business-wise, for me, um, I'm working at a gym called Underground Fitness in Kilmarnock. It's just, if I know many people won't understand this reference, but it's across from the big Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> um, I work with people one-to-one, uh, more so right now because I'm not doing any small group stuff inside uh, due to restrictions. And I've recently went into online coaching because... Um, the opportunity presented itself, and that's when we're talking about mindset. Look for the seek the opportunities. That opportunity came up, and I've started to build that up. I'm now working with ten folk online, and you know it's amazing working with people in Northern Ireland, England, East Coast of Scotland. Um, and yeah, if you want to find me on Instagram, social media, it's Everyday Strong PT. Um, sometimes I cringe at it, but hey. <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there. I've got, I'm not going to say I've got two spaces left. I've got plenty of space to bring people on. Um, and yeah, I think that, yeah, that's me. I think every personal trainer that says their diary's full, unless they're maybe the top of the food chain, man, they're talking shit because yeah. um, they're not. There's always room to take on more. If your business model's yeah. got to a point where you can't take on board any more people, you need to get you need scale. 
January. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, no, thanks very much, ladies and gents. As per screenshot the podcast, get it on your stories and tag both me and Ian in it. Apart from that, I don't have anything else to add in. Catch you in a bit. Bye.